Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Ashley on Air. The topics may change, but one thing stays the same. You're going to have a damn good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the sexiest woman on the airway. The one, the only, your host, Ashley. Hey guys, welcome to Ashley on Air. I am, of course, your host, Ashley Rogers. I'm a naturopathic practitioner specializing in functional medicine and energetic medicine and herbalism and today is such a fun show i think i'm kind of nervous i'm very excited i have my first guest on the show um, since it's been revamped years ago i used to bring guests on when it wasn't necessarily just about health and i had a variety of, of people on from athletes to um you know tv and movie people and i don't know this is just this is much more my thing my style and so i'm very excited nonetheless to have a guest dr michelle ross um, is like the cannabis person in the industry. So CBD, you guys ask me about CBD and CBD products all the time. And if you remember, um, I think about seven or eight weeks ago, I was going to do a show on CBD, and I just, I just didn't feel ready. And you know me, I believe in synchronicity and you know the power of what is supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. And I think this is the reason why. I think this is supposed to be the show about CBD. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to bring her on. We're not going to do our this or this, not that segment um, today simply because um, I know she's a very busy person and her time is very valuable, and I'm just so grateful and appreciative that she's here um, this week. So, um, but before we get that started, I do, I always kind of go over um, some review of things from the, the week, and I've been talking a lot about this optimal aging method or optimal aging medicine, you guys know that I'm not the biggest fan of the term anti-aging. Um, but I guess, you know, some people like to hear it. I guess it's an endearing thing for them to, to think that they can anti-age. But, you know, it kind of drives me crazy. Um, but I am implementing the optimal aging um, into SoCal Natural Health, and I'm supposed to be getting my cryo machine pretty soon to kind of incorporate that and that is very exciting. Got you know some people interested in picking up. So you're going to see a lot more of that coming up. But don't worry. I, I think the point of me telling you this is like, don't worry. I'm still going to be covering you know the other topics and doing the other things and practices I was doing before. That's of course where my passion is. And so I'm still going to be doing those things. But you are going to get to see seeing some really cool before and afters. Um, I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, I like technology. I like toys and things that I can play with and things that people can get instant gratification from. I think that um, I think that instant gratification from certain therapies and treatments um, are a big, you know, part of uh, the healing process. So um, anyways, I'm really excited about that. So just wanted to let you know to be expecting more of that coming up, but also I will still be doing what I'm, you know, doing now. 
just going to be a little bit busier for me, which is awesome. I love being super duper busy. If you guys know me well enough, you know that. So anyway, enough about me. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guest, Dr. Michelle Ross. Hey there. Hello, can you hear me? Hi, how Hi. are you? Wonderful. Good. You know what? Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I'm so excited to talk with you about LBD and all the things that you know. Well, yes, you know, it's, it's sort of funny because I was a neuroscientist uh, and, and early on in my career, I actually started off in drug addiction. And so it's sort of funny because I started off thinking that cannabis and the, all the cannabinoids in it were bad for the brain, bad for your health, addictive, you know, things that we shouldn't let people use. And here we are about 10 years later, uh, I, uh, goodness, not 10, 13 years later, um, I use cannabis and CBD every day. And I spend, you know, my career telling people around the world to use it. So it's just so funny sometimes when you're a health practitioner or scientist, doctor, etc. you know, when we learn about one thing, um, it, it turns out that the research or the science is always wrong. So it's just funny. It's like always be open-minded about things. And hopefully uh, by talking with you and your guests listening to the show, they can be a little bit more open-minded about CBD and, and cannabis products as well. Absolutely. And I, I think that is such a great point that you brought up. I mean, even, you know, working in this field and knowing all the things that we know now, 13 years ago, it was so different. And it was, you know, it was just marijuana or, you know, whatever label they wanted to put on it. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, an addictive substance. And, you know, it is tricky when you're working with addiction and working with addicts. I do some of that in my office as well. But, you know, as you know, that's a very, um, uh, you know, very complex field of, of work. And it takes it takes a lot when it, when it comes to addiction. But, I mean, even today, I have people that are very reluctant I, in my DMs. <laughs> We always talk about Instagram. It's like, oh, you know, what if, if am I going to be addicted to it? Am I going to test positive for drugs? Am I going to, and there's just so much stigma, even though you can find CBD, like at every pop-up shop ever now, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a, it's still the stigma around it. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's sort of crazy that right now um, we're talking about CVS and Walgreens carrying CBD products and uh, soon companies like Target will be carrying them. Um, so it's sort of funny. It's like CBD is going to be that new superfood or that new, um, you know, um, healthy ingredient. That's sort of funny because us in the industry, we've known about these things for years now. You know, it's like I can't remember a time when there wasn't CBD in my cream, but, uh, you know, people are discovering <laughs> it for the first time. And it's sort of exciting. You know, it's like I think CBD came on board the same time like bath bombs did. <laughs> it's sort of funny. It's like these things that didn't exist in our grocery stores. Like now everyone and their mother is like, oh, I got like a bath bomb at the end of the day and relax and it's sort of funny it's like I think that CBD is riding this I think self-care and mental health wave and one of the things I really love about CBD and you know we'll nerd out a little bit just because I am a pharmacologist uh, by trade uh, but uh, CBD is really cool because it has these effects on the endocannabinoid system and that's our largest neurotransmitter mm -hmm. system people don't realize like there's little signals between brain cells that's how they they communicate with each other and sometimes our serotonin right. system is off or dopamine system is off and we have basically you know our brain chemistry is out of balance and one of the nice things about 
the cannabinoid system is when you activate that system, it actually brings anything that's out of balance into balance. So if you're making too much of something, it'll dial it down. If you're not making enough of one signal, it'll amplify it. And, you know, all of your pathways will be firing at the right frequency and, and everything will be good. But if you're deficient in cannabinoids or some part of these pathways is not working, you are run down, you're tired, you're wired, you know, you have rashes, you have all these horrible complaints. And a lot of people don't even realize uh, that basically your cannabinoid system needs to be supplemented it, um, if it's running low, just like, you know, any other type of nutrient that you have. Like, for example, I always compare it, like my book is called Vitamin Weed. There's no, you know, there's no compound called weed, right? <laughs> Cannabis is, is right. a collection of cannabinoids <laughs> and terpenes. But right it was really easy to say, okay, think about vitamin D, right? You have this one compound in your body that does so many different things. It's like 150 processes or something like that. And most people, right. when they're depressed or they're achy or they can't lose weight or something, they're not like, let me go check my vitamin D levels. But it turns out if you're mm -hmm. depressed, one of the first things you should do is get a vitamin D test because instead of going on Prozac or something like that, you should actually be saying, okay, I have low vitamin D levels. Let's see if I take some vitamin D pills, if my depression goes away. But sometimes it does for some people. So like nutritional deficiencies are, are a real thing. And endocannabinoid deficiency is a really real thing, but people didn't even realize what that was, why it was important and why we need CBD or THC or other methods. You know, there's even herbs that can actually boost your endocannabinoid system, but taking care of your endocannabinoid system is like is really important for a lot of people, especially if you have mutations uh, that impact your cannabinoid receptors or the enzymes that make these endocannabinoids. Uh, for example, I have some mutations that cause my system to be always be inflamed and just very, very unhappy. And so I have basically baseline endocannabinoid deficiency. So once I realized that cannabis was really one of the ways that I could treat my illness without having to be on like 20 different pharmaceuticals. I was like, thank goodness, <laughs> you know, who wants to be on yeah. 20 different prescription drugs? You know, you can't have sex, no. you can't eat, you have diarrhea, you're miserable, <laughs> right? You know, that that's yeah. how most yeah. people are living. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. In practice, I see it almost every day. And, you know, no two people are the same, like you're saying, you know, they're deficient, there are nutrient deficiencies. Uh, you know, there are reasons why they're deficient in these nutrients, but, you know, a lot of people, like you're saying, they don't know what this, you know, uh, cannabinoid deficiency is. Um, they're not, we're just not taught, you know, about that in any scenario in health class growing up. Hell, we're not even really taught it. I mean, I think they're just now incorporating it into some, you know, of the more, you know, naturopathic universities. Um, but a lot of these uh, doctors, like yourself and a couple of others I know, are going, are kind of pioneering workshops so that practitioners can actually learn about it now because, it's just one of those touch and go things. But um, I also like what you said about, you know, there are certain herbs because I'm an herbalist and I'm a huge mm -hmm. herb nerd. And so I push, I sling herbs. Everyone's like, you're my favorite herb slinger. Like, you know, <laughs> and I get asked all the time, like, do you, do you deal weed? I'm like, no, I don't deal weed. Like, I, <laughs> I <laughs> of course I don't do that. You know, I was like, but, you know, I, I'm a huge herb nerd. I love herbs. And, um, you know, people ask me all the time. And so I'm going to kind of ask you because it's an interesting thing for me to kind of field. Um, but what is the, you know, the benefit of CBD over some of those other herbs that activate the body's cannabinoid system? Mm -hmm. 
Well, of course, um, you know, one of the things uh, we're talking about when we're restoring endocannabinoid deficiency is the potency of the effects, right? And like the easiest way to explain some of these herbs compared to CBD is to compare CBD to THC, right? Like THC directly binds your cannabinoid receptors is very, very strong activation of those receptors. That's why you feel high when you take THC. CBD is going to actually cause activation of those receptors, but they, it does it in an indirect way. It actually elevates your natural levels of anandamide, your natural endocannabinoid. And so that anandamide will then bind to those receptors, but anandamide does it a lot um, less strongly than THC does. So that's why no one ever really feels high when they take CBD, no matter like what right. dosage they're taking. Uh, whereas if you take THC even a little bit, you're like, I took 1.5 milligrams, which is supposed to be a baby dose, and it got me high. So that's, that's me personally. I have no tolerance for THC, despite taking it every day, every single day of my life yeah. for like the last six I years. Think. We probably um, have the same mutation thing going on because I'm the same. I'm, I'm like, can this be over now? This is not fun for me. Let's just be done. But, um, <laughs> You know, uh, when we talk about um, some of the herbs that boost your endocannabinoid system, um, mm-hmm. some of them are increasing levels of your cannabinoid 1 receptor, your CB1 receptor, right, which makes your body more responsive to the anandamide that it's producing, um, whether it's naturally or whether it's, you know, it's through CBD you're taking. Some of them will in, uh, stop the anandamide from being broken down. So there's a enzyme called FA. Uh, that actually breaks down your anandamide. So your body makes it and breaks it down almost as soon as it does. Um, And so if you can prevent it from breaking down, then you can make sure that there's so much more anandamide just flooding all of your neurons and activating that cannabinoid system. And so, you know, I think that herbs that boost your endocannabinoid system are really important, but um, I think that they should be taken in conjunction with some of, um, you know, the other products, whether it's CBD or THC, it, depending on your endocannabinoid deficiency level, again, like there's some people that, you know, they're, they're running really optimally, they're getting their sleep, they're eating healthy and clean, you know, if you're, you're, t- you're a healthy vegan, like if you're a healthy living author with no, you know, chronic health conditions, you're probably are not super deficient in anything, right, and you don't need right. to do too much. But the average patient, unfortunately, you know, we live in a country where chronic illness is normal. I mean, one in three people have a chronic illness. Many have even more than that. Some of them have two, three chronic illnesses. We're not even talking about their mental health state, right? I mean, if 300 million people worldwide have depression, and depression is brain chemistry, and the cannabinoid system regulates your brain chemistry, you know, we don't even know. Maybe there are 300 million people worldwide minimum with endocannabinoid deficiency. We don't really know. Um, But we do know that these herbs are really important. Um, but CBD is interesting because it doesn't just activate your endocannabinoid system. And I think that this is a part where a lot of people have no idea. And I mean, if you go online, you try to do Dr. Google and find out about CBD, <laughs> you won't get all the answers, which is why I wrote a book. Uh, we really do go in deep in depth. Um, about CBD and the different cannabinoids and all the different things that they do. Um, CBD is really cool because it actually directly activates your serotonin system. And so your serotonin system um, is responsible for the four Fs. Uh, One of them includes mating, uh, which is why we have that little (laughs) joke by like feeding and fighting and fleeing and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's important for a lot of things. And if your serotonin system is out of whack, um, you are depressed. Uh, you, you know, you either eat too much, you don't eat, you eat, you sleep too much. You don't, don't sleep at all. Um, 
you know, or you have no interest in sex, et cetera. So there's a lot of things that serotonin is really important for. And it's one of the things that people take antidepressants for. So if you take Prozac, it's because you're trying to, you know, reestablish that, that serotonin balance in your brain. Well, yeah. CBD mm-hmm. actually activates these 5-HT1A serotonin receptors. So by itself, even if you weren't even thinking about the endocannabinoid system by itself, because CBD combined to that serotonin receptor, it's causing activation, which causes anxiety relief, causes, you know, a, an ability to sleep. It does a lot of different things. And so yeah. that component there, I mean, there's a lot of herbs out there. I mean, not all of them have, uh, you know, direct connections to serotonin. And I mean, we think about St. John's wort or something like that, that one does, but most herbs, if they're improving the endocannabinoid system, they're not really doing anything for serotonin. Like CBD is just for me, magical for mental health because it is directly activating those receptors that we would normally be trying to hit with pharmaceuticals. And here you have this natural plant substance that's helping people go to sleep, helping them relax. It's good for, you know, it's been clinically proven at really high doses um, for public speaking anxiety, like going on a stage and giving a Ted talk, you know, something like that. Um, there isn't as much clinical research on just say daily doses. Like what is the daily dose that you need to take if you just have general anxiety or if you have social anxiety, right? Or if you're a little mm-hmm. bit depressed or if you have severe depression, a lot of that research um, is new um, and it's coming. There's a lot of companies that are doing some of that research um, in our practice. We're trying to collect that data right now. You know, how anxious were you before you started our programs? How anxious are you a month in a two months in, et cetera. You know, how is, is CBD actually changing um, your brain chemistry? How is it changing, you know, your thought patterns? A lot of people, mm-hmm. it's sort of funny because you can measure a bunch of different things about anxiety and depression, right? Um, but I think it's an important, not just the brain chemistry part of it, but really the quality of life portion because, you know, you can be a functioning person with anxiety or depression or you be a person that is getting fired from your job or not being able to care your family and things like that. And I think quality of life is such an important readout, especially for women, because we are the ones taking care of the whole household, right? If, if we're not healthy, right. the entire family falls apart. So uh, for True. me, the ability <laughs> for CBD to go and like fix your serotonin system and give you that boost that you need so that you have more energy, you're sleeping better, you're, you know, you're less likely to go ra- road rage at someone in, in traffic when you're driving <laughs> to work in the morning. Like I honestly, um, believe that probably like a little bit of CBD is good for everyone. And again, it's like why I use the vitamin term. Um, but with that caveat, there's, there's definitely some people, if you are on some on prescription medications, there are some medications that CBD can interact with. Uh, so it's definitely important if you're on, you know, say uh, an antidepressant or you're on some pain meds or even, you know, like a, a blood thinner called warfarin can actually interfere with CBD. So Definitely, if you are on any medications, I always tell people, please talk to a healthcare professional. You know, we can look at this really quick and be able to say, like, hey, like, let's have a discussion about this or, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, But people think that, you know, any vitamin or supplement is like harmless. That's not necessarily true. Just because you can buy something on the OTC market doesn't mean it's safe with your other prescription medications. That's why pharmacists exist, right? Right. Um, you know, unfortunately, your pharmacist doesn't know too much about CBD because it doesn't pull up in, you know, in their files yet because it's still like was considered an illegal substance, I guess, until the farm bill was passed uh, this December. So 
sort of funny. It's like your, your pharmacist doesn't have information about like, I don't know, like XTC pills or something. Like, should I take this medication and like do, like, do MDMA? Like they don't have that in there because this is an illegal drug. Well, basically up until December of last year, CBD was considered like on par with like heroin, cocaine and like MDMA, you know, in their files. So would they still have a little bit of time to update and everything? Maybe it'll like actually be in their, their little like index of drug interactions, maybe like a year or two from now, but right now it's not in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very interesting how CBD was in the same line of, of some of those pharmaceuticals that you, that you mentioned. It's just, it's unfathomable. And another thing that's very cool, I think is very cool is that, you know, they're, they're kind of looking into some of the other um, like psychedelics, for medicinal use now, um, so we've come a long way. We've come, we've come a really long way from where we used to be. But I'm so glad that CBD is, you know, is on this wave right now. And I love, even going back to what you said earlier about, you know, it's riding the wave of self care, self like yeah, self love, self care, and mm-hmm. um, mental illness. And um, it's just been a kind of a theme recently, um, aside from a couple of other things that we see typically. Uh, that people just aren't discussing their mental illness for whatever reason, out of shame or um, whatever reason, they just feel uncomfortable in talking about mental illness. So, um, and, and you know, mental their mental state and how it has everything to do with what's going on inside your body and very little to do with outside influences. I mean, yes, we we have things that hurt us and affect us and wound us um, emotionally. But holding on to some of those traumas and things like that, they they really directly affect you know the gut, um, our balance of our um, neurotransmitters and all of those things if we're not able to properly release those things. And so I think CBD fits in like perfectly. I think there is no real mold that certain you know things should fit into when it comes to health, but CBD actually fits that. And I think that kind of scares some people because they're like, is it too good to be true? You know, do you get that? Do you get that question often? Like, this just seems too good to be true. Absolutely. I mean, we've never really had a a drug that can treat mental health issues, you know, pelvic pain, uh, autism, epilepsy, like it it list goes down, uh, you know, on and on. And I mean, it does sound too good to be true. Um, But, you know, the fact is, is that we've been doing research on these compounds for like the last 30 years, (laughs) like in other countries and things like that. So these aren't fake (laughs) things. I mean, Dr. Mishulam discovered THC back in 1964, and he had studies with children with epilepsy with CBD, I think in like the 70s or something. Like, it's just ridiculous how long this research has been sat on because of the legal nature of the drug. Um, and again, right. these drugs weren't even, you know, made illegal until I think about 1970 um, when, you know, the UN um, and made a treaty worldwide to basically say like, hey, well, we want to stop the international drug trade. And they put cannabinoids like THC and CBD on that list. Um, right. So, you know, before then we could do as much research as we wanted to, but, uh, you know, they had just discovered it. So it wasn't like it was going to, there was going to be a lot of stuff happening right there. Um, but right. it's, it's really interesting how things have changed. Um, And for me, um, I think, you know, CBD has the potential really to heal us um, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it's just nice to have this conversation because uh, a lot of people don't even realize that their physical pain symptoms manifest, you know, because of their anxiety or trauma or things like that. Um, And, 
you know, when you're talking to somebody with like, you know, for example, I have fibromyalgia, right? And, you know, it's a disease where the more stressed out you are, the more flared your, your disease symptoms are. And there's a lot of uh, diseases that are exacerbated by stress, right? And so if the one thing that you can handle, you can't really sometimes knock down pain 100% of people, but if you can just manage their stress or you can increase their ability to sleep, like literally, like sleep deprivation causes so many unfortunate pain symptoms and chronic pain patients. So if you can get people to sleep, you've really improved their life. And so that's, again, that's one of the things that CBD is so helpful with is helping people relax finally and get to sleep. But CBD and even, you know, some of the other cannabinoids, THC, because I do play around with, um, you know, all the different cannabinoids for myself and and for patients. Um, But it's sort of interesting that cannabis is sort of um, this catalyst for healing in ways that you don't expect. And so a lot of people will start using it and then start realizing like, okay, my pain is a little bit less. So now I can actually start focusing on some of the other things that were bothering me. Like you can't even focus on your emotional or mental health until you have like basically that, like that, uh, you know, that level 10 pain, like, controlled, right? You can't even worry about being anxious or depressed if you're like literally like I'm in ER level pain, right? And so right. cannabis can help people get down, you know, their their pain levels down so then they can start realizing, okay, like why am I I'm feeling depressed about being in chronic, you know, pain patient, right? Cuz it's really hard to live with pain or I'm in a relationship that isn't really serving me and I get really anxious about it. And then that makes me feel more pain, right? Like when it, your pain is in a more controllable level, you're more likely to acknowledge, you know, dips or flares in that pain. And so a lot of these patients will go and be using CBD or cannabis to treat their chronic pain and then start realizing like there's these other aspects of their life they need to work on if they want optimal health. And I love it. Like, honestly, CBD is like the gateway to better health because people start on it and they're like, oh crap, these pharmaceuticals made me feel bad. This relationship made me feel bad. Oh wait, like this career, I'm not sure if I want this career. I really want to be helping people get healthy. Like I just got healthy. Like, honestly, it's sort of this chain reaction where people are now um, focused on their own health and the health of you know, other people in their family. Like, it's almost like a virus, to be honest. Like, that's why people are like, I don't trust the CBD at all. Because like, once people are on it, like, people are telling everyone and they're like, what, like, what are they taking? Or like the CBD? But, you know, it's sort of funny, because we've never had this thing where, you know, like, there's been a lot of fads, I think. Um, And, you know, I worked in the nutraceutical business um, before going full time into cannabis, right? Like I was a cannabis researcher, then I was chief scientist of like an international nutraceutical company for a little bit. So that's yeah. like my background. Um, but it was just funny because you deal with like celebrity nutraceuticals and stuff like that. And some of them are like, you know, it's like, we've got acai in this. And you're like, okay, is acai going to like change anyone's <laughs> life overnight? Like it's good. It's got some omega-3s and protein in it. Got some antioxidants sure. in it, you know, anthocyanins, but is it going to change your life where tomorrow when you take it, like you're like, darn, I got the acai. Now I don't need to take to my 10 prescription drugs. Like there's no stories like that. There's nothing like yeah. out there with almost anything, you know, it's like fish oil is great, but you know, I don't see people being like, I don't need any of my antipsychotic drugs. I got fish oil. I'm good. Right. Like that's not a thing. Um, whereas CBD, there are yeah. people that are like, okay, I feel ready to start, you know, weaning myself off of antidepressants, or I need to take like a lower dose, or um, I need to use less pain pills. I can go from being on oxycodone um, and morphine for breakthrough pain to I am now just on 
CBD plus naproxen or something like that. So it's sort of interesting. And that's why it's like, it's scary for people because they're just like, what are these people doing? Like they're all just ditching their drugs and this sounds crazy and this can't be real. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, we were treating pain, I think um, pain, both physical pain and emotional pain. Um, you know, we're treating it in a way that masks it rather than treats the root of it before, right? Opioids actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they're very effective at relieving both emotional and physical pain. And the emotional pain is important to mention because that's why people get addicted to it sometimes. It's not even about right. the physical pain. They're trying exactly. to you know, numb themselves uh, from something. And, you know, so it's good. It'll take away your pain, but is it actually removing the source of the pain? Is it working on inflammation? Is it working you know, to heal whatever, you know, in, nerve injury or other type of, um, you know, cause of that pain. It's not. Whereas the endocannabinoid system is really going in there and it's, you know, shutting down the, um, you know, inflammatory molecules that are being produced. It can actually, you know, oh, try to, um, you know, attack the free radical. CBD is actually a better antioxidant than vitamin C and vitamin E, which is, is insane. Um, it has the ability to regenerate uh, newborn uh neurons in the brain, the hippocampus, like it has a lot of different <laughs> activities that there's, I mean, no one is going to say, okay, I popped, pop some morphine, right. Uh, or some MS content and I grew brain cells. In fact, the opposite happens yeah. when you take opioids, you actually decrease neurogenesis in your brain. And that's my background was actually looking at illegal drugs and pharmaceuticals and their effects on uh, newborn cells uh, birth in the hippocampus. So like what their effects were on learning and memory. And there's like a lot of, like almost everything will kill newborn uh, brain uh, cell development. And it's just funny because CBD is one of the things that grows brain cells. And so it can be very effective for brain repair and brain injury it can be effective if, you know, you've drank alcohol and you take CBD. Well, why is your brain bounce back better when you're taking CBD, you know, after drinking or before drinking? Well, there's there's also the, the possibility that neurogenesis is playing there, uh, a yeah. role there. So you're actually like rebalancing or like being able to compensate for some of the bad things that you're doing in life. Like we can't, we cannot stop some of the bad behaviors we do as humans, right? Like we all have like one too many shots at the bar or something like, you know, or at least if you're in your twenties, maybe if you're in your forties, you, you, you've <laughs> conquered that wild side. But like, yeah. no, right. I mean, I live in Hollywood. So everyone is like, is crazy here. So I'm like always like yeah. walking around with like CBD bottles. I was like, drink this, you'll feel better. And they're like, Oh, I've heard about this hangover release stuff. Like that stuff never works. And you're like, no, the CBD will work. And like, Honestly, yeah. everyone thanks me. Like I was literally run. I just went to South by Southwest where I gave a talk on uh, cannabis and spirituality, but it's hilarious because I'm in Texas, right? Texas yeah. doesn't even have like the Texas claims CBD isn't even a, isn't even legal in their state, right? Like it's only legal for people yeah. with epilepsy. It's very weird. You're like, but you can buy it online, so it's not really illegal. Like it's very weird. But in Texas, people don't really know too much about it and things like that. So here I am, like at this crazy conference with like scientists and, you know, artists and musicians and everything. And I'm like, here, use the CBD. <laughs> like cause everyone's hung over at this thing. That's sort of funny. It's oh like have these it's conversations. It's yeah. a huge party there. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and you're so right. I, lo I love that you touched on the, that it's, there's n literally nothing that exists that, I mean, as far as pharmaceutical goes, 
that will regenerate like brain cells and help your, you know, the neuroplasticity and all the things in the brain. I mean, there's not, but then there's also, I think the argument, and I don't know if there's enough research and I don't think that means that mm-hmm. we should halt because of it, but um, there's also some arguments that people like to present about the THC compound of the cannabinoid. Like, does it, it does it really, you know, stop brain production in young people and you know if young people have too much THC does it affect their um, sperm count later on in life and all of those types of things but it's still um, you know it's still a very um, powerful medicine um, Mm -hmm. medicinal part of the the cannabinoid system so in practice do you tend to stay away from the THC unless the case is a little bit more severe and they might need THC maybe like for certain things like, um, you know, terminal diseases, or I don't even know if you, you touch on that, but mm-hmm. um, I know like cancers or cancer recovery or something, they might benefit more from THC than just the, the CBD part. Or do you just try to stay more toward the CBD side? Because that is, I, I don't want to say safer, because I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think any of this is dangerous. Uh, but mm-hmm. what, are, like, what are your thoughts on CBD versus the THC component? Yeah, so um, first off, um, unfortunately in the United States, because uh, THC is still a Schedule One drug, um, you know, sometimes we have these conversations about CBD-only um, products um, just because THC isn't legal in their state or in their country. We do talk to international clients. Um, and so, you know, the number one thing is like, what's the least safe uh, thing about cannabis? It's being caught with it in a legal state, right? We don't want mothers to go to jail or lose custody of their children because they're dabbling in THC when it's not legal in their state. Um, so yeah. we always, you know, start off that conversation of like, what's legal in your city or state? Um, and then also, you know, what can you obtain safely, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of CBD products um, that I work with um, that are legal to ship to all 50 states, right? And so we know that they're tested, they're safe, they're sourced, right? Whereas THC, it's illegal to ship it between state lines. And so there's some states where, you know, some of the products that are on the market are just not safe or not quality or not appropriate for that patient. Um, So we just say, okay, we know that at least the CBD that you're going to be getting is quality. It doesn't have lead in it. It doesn't have these chemicals, like, Whereas the THC products in your state are just a little bit sketchy. Um, but in states where there are really robust um, cannabis markets and say ones that have both a, a medical and a recreational marijuana market, um, like California or Colorado, Washington, Nevada, um, those states are definitely easier to have the THC conversation. Um, and they also have like a wider range of products. And we're not even talking about just THC and CBD or both of those combined. Um, there's actually products out there where they have even have the rarer cannabinoids. Like they have THCV, which is a cannabinoid uh, that people are now pitching as a appetite suppressant. So <laughs> people are taking them like diet pills now. It's like, it's sort of crazy. It's like this cannabinoid, just like, we don't even really know too much about it, except that it makes people less hungry. So people are using these things without really any research, which scares me a little bit as a scientist. Um, but right. there's a lot of products that are available in California and, and a little bit in Colorado um, that aren't available through the United States. But THC, um, I want to share some thoughts about um, when it's appropriate to use and when it's not appropriate to use. Um, so okay. I work a lot okay. in mental health. Um, and so one of the things that's important to know, um, especially because you read a lot about it in the news, like you seem like every other day there's some kind of study that's like THC causes psychosis and causes people to go crazy or causes people to have schizophrenia and things like that. 
there's one journal that has been publishing like propaganda studies, to be honest, um, for the, like the last like 15 years on cannabis and they're funded mm-hmm. by the UK government. So like the UK did not want to legalize cannabis. So they kept putting out these studies that showed that people that smoke weed go crazy, basically. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's, that's not a nice way to put it, but like that was the intent of that, right? To cause, you know, public like hysteria and, and make sure that people didn't want it to be legalized. But what right. it came down to was the one they, you look at these studies over and over again, it showed that basically there was two populations. They had their very like wealthy, like educated groups that weren't using cannabis. And this is because it was an illegal market. And then they had the poor people with no access to healthcare or no jobs and this and that. And they were like, oh, and then these people smoke weed. So they were saying that the level of um, schizophrenia was higher in the the poor group that was using cannabis. But then we also know that from demographics, right, like when you set up a study, you should have people with the same, you know, educational background, you know, the same access to healthcare, like income, things like that. Because even just being in poverty, you're more or less likely to have certain things happen to you, like have psychosis, et cetera. So there's a lot of studies where there's correlation, not causation. And I think that um, properly done studies, and there have been a lot of those actually done in the United States, um, they all suggest that THC does not cause schizophrenia. Um, however, if you have the genetic background for it, like you were going to get schizophrenia like 100%, like there, it was just in your DNA, right? And you use cannabis early on, like as a teenager, schizophrenia might come on a year earlier or two um, than it should. Right. Um, so you lost maybe your, your life before the, the onset, but it does not mm-hmm. cause schizophrenia in people that do not have. However, there are some people that have, you know, certain genetic mutations, right? Like if you have, you don't have bipolar disorder, for example, but you have some gene- genes that increase risk for it. Like maybe you make too much dopamine or like something's off with your brain chemistry a little bit, but you don't have a diagnosed disease. Maybe for some people, high doses of THC are not appropriate. Like if you take a hundred milligram, you know, dose of like a brownie or something like a recreational product and you have that genetic background, maybe you're going to have a more difficult time with that experience. And somebody else is like, oh, I'm having fun. I'm having a great time at this conference, uh, the, uh, the conference concert, right? You're having a great time, you know, using you get recreationally. <laughs> whereas yeah, it, it definitely could. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I uh, I got I got. I'll tell you a funny story. Do not take THC at a conference. Once I had a, a when the market was really young. Let's say maybe five years ago, um, there was a company that was like, "Here's five milligram um, THC gummies," and they're like, "Whoop!" There were fifty, but like everyone was like, "What? You just gave everyone a fifty milligram?" THC candy at a conference like people were puking people were sick like it was the worst so that's why you need a regulated market you need to know that your product is exactly what it says on the label and it's not like whoops the margin of error is like 100 milligrams one way or the other it might have no THC it might have too much THC like but you can't have that so in any case um THC um is really important um, to note one, like what your mental health background is. If you think that you might have a family history of bipolar, schizophrenia, or you have been diagnosed with those, I would definitely say um, stay away from THC if possible. Um, If you have depression um, or anxiety, um, THC is all about the dose. So some people are like, you can't take THC if you're anxious. That's not actually true. Um, So 
For some people, they've tried CBD and it doesn't help with their anxiety. Again, we don't know exactly what's causing their anxiety or, you know, what this specific thing that's wrong about their brain chemistry is. But there's some people that actually respond really, really well to low-dose THC. And so everything's about the dose response right. curve. Like, the dose response curve is like, okay, like, is it, what dose is the best for having minimal side effects but having max, maximal efficacy? So it's like you take too much THC, you feel more anxious, you're like, oh, my God, I'm paranoid, everyone's looking at me, they know I'm all high, like, that's not good for anxiety, right? Like, so you want to go on the small spectrum, like what we call microdosing. Um, it's a sexy term right now in cannabis, but microdosing means taking, um, like, a very small amount of THC, one that really wouldn't make you feel high. And I love that, like, the psychoactive part is, like, sometimes what scares people, right? Because some people are really comfortable, like, being high or being in that like altered state, right? Like some people are really good. Like you wouldn't even know that they're, you know, at work and they're on THC, right? Because they're more productive, they're more focused. And for some reason that jives with their chemistry, they're not out of it or anything like that. They're not like locked on their couch. They're not having the munchies. They're like actually like more engaged. Um, But for some people they're not. And so some people would just want to have the same feeling they have when they're on CBD where they might just have more focus or clarity, but they don't want to necessarily feel like euphoria or something like that. So for those people yeah. that have um, that kind of response to THC, you want to go lower. Like we're talking about like three milligrams, 2.5 milligrams, 1.5. Like every person has a different like tolerance, like a threshold for if I take 1.5 milligrams, I'm not high. If I take two, I am high. Like you need to find where that is. But there are patients that are taking really low doses of THC during the day. Um, maybe it's like, you know, two times a day. And for them, that's like, you know, using Xanax right? That's their Xanax replacement. Right. So it's interesting. Like, so for some people, CBD is everything. For some people, THC is. And then there's some people that take small amounts of THC plus small amounts of CBD. And the two sort of like balance each other out. Whereas when you take CBD with THC, it'll actually make the THC feel like less psychoactive to you. So you might actually be able to think about it almost as, as an extended release pill. So I say like when you take a one-to-one yeah. product, which is taking as much THC as CBD together, it's really cool because it's like it, it lengthens the amount of time that THC is in your system. So if you're looking for that low dose, like a very even and calm t- uh, type of, um, you know, day, right? Like I want to be focused. I want to be engaged, all that. That's perfect. So you take something like that, like a small dose, like whether it's like, you know, 2.5 milligrams THC, 2.5 milligrams CBD, your beginning of your day, and you're going to have your anxiety, pain control you know, throughout that day. So you don't have to keep taking it. Like some people, you know, at least when we're talking about THC or CBD, like we mean like, hey, we're like smoking joints all day or something like that. And it's yeah. really the, the market is way more sophisticated than that. There's like mints now that you can take that don't even look like they have THC in it, right? So you could literally like pop one at work, like in a meeting if you're yeah. like stressed out or something. No one even needs to know, right? Um, or there's drops or things like that. I don't like drops. Obviously, you don't want to be like, whoops, I, you know, my, my tincture bottle leaked all over, like, my, like, you know, designer purse <laughs> at work or something, and now it's green. Like, you don't want to do that. So you want to go with, like, discrete products, which is, you know, like, the, the mints that are under the tongue. Those are great. There's a bunch of companies that do that. You don't want to bring chocolates to work because chocolates melt. Like, you find all these things out when you're a cannabis user, a CBD user, right? But... I think that really um, THC is awesome. One cannabinoid that I think doesn't get enough love, and this is one of the reasons why I stress this one, because it's one I take all the time, and I think it is magical, 
um, is THCA. And so THCA is actually what's made in the plant. And so your, your cannabis plant doesn't make THC. It is, the hemp plant doesn't make CBD. It makes CBDA. So what happens is, is that it makes this raw acidic version of THC. And you actually have to heat the cannabis up or bake it or whatever you want to do to it to turn the THCA into THC. So what's the difference between THCA and THC? Well, THCA doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier if you take it. So it's interesting. It only binds to CB1 receptors um, in your peripheral nervous system or, you know, in your peripheral organs. So it, it actually takes THC crossing your blood-brain barrier to go in your brain to bind to those receptors to make you feel high. So THCA, because it's not going in your brain, doesn't make you high. So it has all the same benefits of THC where it's reducing inflammation and pain, but it's not making you high. So for people that are scared of the high, I'm like, there's CBD, right? Like if you're scared of the high, there's low dose THC, but there's also THCA. And so you can yeah. take, you know, 2.5 milligrams or five milligrams of THCA. Um, some people are taking with CBD. So they'll take a CBD plus THCA, like, you know, cocktail or whatever. Um, and that is really, really effective for controlling autoimmune disease, um, any type of inflammatory illness. So it's great for fibromyalgia, arthritis, lupus, um, and, you know, there's a bunch of other things people are taking it for. Some people with Lyme disease find it really helpful. Again, um, it, there's usually not too many conditions where somebody's like, I took THCA and it made anything worse. Like, I actually cannot think of a single patient that added it to their regimen. Either what happens is either people feel benefit from it or they don't, right? Um, but right. because it's really helpful for inflammation, it's something where you may not feel the effects because it's not like you feel high, right? So it's, like, really hard. You're like, you take it and you're like, I didn't feel anything, but um, what it does is it reduces that chronic inflammation over time. And so it's basically something where if you take it for a week straight, take it for three weeks straight, you're going to notice a complete difference in how your gut feels. I mean, your mm -hmm. fatigue levels, because, you know, when you're inflamed all the time, you feel horrible. So it's right. where something where like, you'll be like, wow, I added this. And by the end of the month, like I feel fantastic. Uh, yeah, and you can definitely tell when you take it away. You can definitely tell that your body is is getting more achy, more slow, etc. So, for me, um, really, my daytime mix is CBD plus THCA. Uh, I use THC at night to help me go to sleep to control spasms. Um, I can tolerate higher doses of THC at night because THC makes me go to sleep, right? So it's like right. perfect. I want to go to sleep, so um, that's when I use it an edible form to help me control my fibromyalgia spasms and my pain. Um, otherwise I won't stay asleep and I'll wake up really stiff and everything like that. But there's always a way that you can use these products. And I also use topical products. I use suppositories too. Like we mentioned, like there's so many different ways you can use cannabis and oh my God, that's not every brilliant. case. Yeah. I mean, think like, about suppositories. That's amazing. Oh, Suppositories are amazing if you, one, you have, um, you need to take high amounts of THC, but again, you have a really weird response to it, right? Like if a cancer patient, for example, needs to take 500 milligrams mm -hmm. of THC um, and they have no tolerance, right? Like you can't say like overnight, well, you have like one month to live, like here's 500 milligrams of THC and they'll go to sleep like instantly, like, like basically like in a cannabis coma, like that's not helpful for them. Right. And especially yeah. if they don't even know if the cannabis is going to like kill their tumor or not. Right. But they can actually take that suppository rectally and be able to absorb it without it going to their bloodstream and making them super high, but it kills oh, you know, their, their cancer. Wow. It's, yeah. There's so many things. That. Well, brilliant. Yeah, there's also a way to use suppositories too. So the reason why I use suppositories, I don't have cancer, but um, 
I have uh, pelvic pain issues. I have endometriosis. And so for me, um, I'm able to actually, um, by using a vaginal suppository, you could use them. Um, they have ones with CBD only ones. They have ones with CBD and THC. Um, obviously the ones with THC are a little bit more effective for pain and spasms, uh, but you can, you can still get relief with just CBD ones, but these suppositories actually deliver the cannabinoids straight to your reproductive um, system. So they're um, extraordinarily yeah. good for that pelvic pain. Um, so if you know, like, you know, on that calendar, you're like the week from hell is coming up, take that suppository ahead of time and you will just have like a very pain-free my, monthly. Um, my mind is blown. <laughs> mind is yes. I'm just thinking of all the people right now that I know with certain things that could help with these suppositories. In my mind, I'm just, I'm like the happiest person ever right now. I'm totally nerding oh, out on this. Awesome. Well, this back pain awesome. too. Back pain, people don't realize it. It's so funny because I'll talk to women and they're like, I don't know what it is, right? Like, okay. So like suppositories are a hard conversation to have with men, right? Like they're like, you want me to put something on my butt? Like, no, you know, if women are used to putting things up in their holes, like it's hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, it's like we use tampons. So like, you know, vaginal suppository is not an issue, but like there's still yeah. some women that don't feel comfortable with rectal suppositories. So I'm like, tell them, I'm like, in order to control sciatica, right? You don't necessarily have to use, insert it rectally. You can insert your suppository vaginally but because it's so close like all the nerves and everything are so close in there mm -hmm. like it'll go to the right spot uh, without getting you high so it's definitely something like it's huge because so many patients deal with back pain so it's like if you're scared of being high like i will tell you this is exactly what a cannabis suppository feels like it feels like this warm glow like honestly all around like your abdomen like it sort of gives you that goddess feeling yeah. you're like i feel like I magical <laughs> Yeah, I can already just imagine it because I know how I feel when I, you know, obviously when they take, um, I I like the tincture form, but I also like mm -hmm. the capsule. So I had gummies um, from, you know, a certain company and I, I love like the way it makes me feel, it just makes you feel so warm and bright um, mm -hmm. and, and, and focused and all of the, the fun things, all the good things. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, my, my wheels are just turning about all the great <laughs> things that, you know, you could do with suppositories. That's so cool. So do you, now do you have a company of your own yet, or do you um, use a company in practice? Like who, what people are asking, like, first of all, we have people asking um, like the best ways. So do you like the tincture better than a capsule? Do you, mm -hmm. I know you said you like suppositories um, and topical creams. Um, so what is the best way, obviously, to get um, the dose for the day would, you know, I guess it just be dependent on what they like or. Yeah. Um, so I would say, um, you know, there's not one product that's probably going to meet all your needs. So I would say like in your medicine cabinet, right? Like, what do you need? I would say um, a topical product. So lotion for any of that back, neck pain, pelvic pain. You can also like, you know, for your monthly, like rub that CBD or cannabis cream on your pelvis and it'll also help with cramps, um, which again okay. is amazing. So you want the topical. Um, and then uh, you definitely want I think an oral product, so um, whether it's a candy that you suck on, right? Like I was talking about like a mint, like Kiva, like there's companies that have these low dose mints, right? So you want to take mm -hmm. something, what we call sublingually, which is under the tongue. So right. sucking on yeah. a candy is under the tongue. Um, if you don't have those products available in your state, they're not everywhere. Um, a tincture, whether you like put a couple of drops underneath your tongue and you, you know, let them absorb. But sublingual administration is really easy because it you absorb it really quickly so you're, you know you're looking at like the, the effects kick in within 10 minutes right at the most and so you're having that pain relief instantly um, and it's you know it's 
not having to be processed through your gut and all these things. Uh, like, you know, when you take an edible, like if you take a CBD gummy or something like that, it's good, but it takes a long time for it to go through your system, be broken down, et cetera. So if you want that instant pain relief and in a way that you can like titrate it, you're like, okay, I took five drops, da, da, da. Okay, my pain still sucks. So, okay, take some more, right? Like when you take an edible, you have really like no control over it. You're like, if you take a, a CBD pill or CBD gummy, right? Or like a THC one and you're like, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> you take some more and you're like, oh no, I've actually taken way too much CBD by like pill form too. Cause some of the CBD edibles actually have some percentage of THC in them. Like if you get a full, full spectrum product, right? It's got 0.3% THC in it. Well, if you yeah. take 50 milligrams of CBD that has 0.3% THC in it, you could be taking 1.5 milligrams of THC and you can end up high afterwards, right? So like, people don't realize that. I'm like, you have to look at what you're taking. If like some people get high off of CBD because there is THC in there, right? And it's all about your sensitivity. So um, I think that, you know, those those candy products or sublingual products, the tincture products are just easier for newbies to, to control. Um, and again, you know, don't use suppositories and things like that unless like, again, you talk to somebody, but in terms of um, what I do with my company, right. Um, so I don't have like my brand, there's no like Dr. Ross uh, CBD products out there, although I've been asked a lot. Um, my focus yeah. um, really has been about partnering with companies um, and I'm, I'm going to be partnering with a women's health company um, to do some clinical trials soon. I'm in Canada. Um, I have Another company um, that I actually work with, it was because I love the products. Um, when I was talking about topicals, um, I actually use a brand called Black Belt CBD. Uh, they have a great roll-on and cream. Um, and they have like, I don't know, every, 11 different lines. Like they have everything from fitness to beauty creams and things like that. There's a lot of products that I use there, like the CBD bath bombs. Like there's a whole bunch of things. Like obviously like yeah. with cannabis and CBD, it's like, if you had infinite money, like, obviously I would probably have every product ever made because I love CBD, but <laughs> I'd be like, okay, okay yeah. what am I going to spend my money on here? Um, so I'm lucky where I advise a lot of companies so I get, um, you know, to try different products, but I think also teas, teas are awesome. Um, people uh, may not have access to those, but there's been a lot of cool teas on the market where, you know, they have either CBD or low dose THC in them. It's like a green tea or chamomile tea. So do you want to wake up or do you want to go to sleep? Um, teas are yeah. really great too because they're like sublingual because it's like when you eat when you're drinking a hot substance with a cannabinoid mm -hmm. in it it like goes in your system like immediately so it's, yeah it's really fantastic so even if you don't have your cbd bath bombs yeah. if you're in the bath and you're drinking some tea like you're going to feel <laughs> amazing so um, yeah so those are all Love things it. but my company um is Infused Health, and it's been basically a company that I built on, like, the last six years of my work, um, running um, a research institute and coaching patients um, and, you know, speaking with some of the leaders across the world in, in cannabinoid medicine, and we built out this platform where patients can have a 30-minute consult um, so we can review things like, is your uh, is your drug interacting with THC or CBD or like, is the product you're using like completely wrong? Like, please don't like throw that out. Like you're going to kill yourself using this like sketchy thing you bought off the internet. Right. Um, yeah. So we, we help make sure that it's one, that it's the right fit for them. Uh, again, like I was talking about like some of the psychosis issues and stuff. Sometimes people don't even know that they shouldn't be using it, but we help uh, make sure that, that their treatment protocol is safe. Um, and we also have these self-guided programs. And so, um, you know, if you look at the app world right now, like there's apps like Joyable where they do CBT therapy to help people with social anxiety or depression or things like that. 
What we really right. did was like make it enjoyable for cannabis. We were saying, okay, if you have anxiety and you want to use cannabis, like this is how you do it safely. And this is how you work through all the, like the emotional things about cannabis. Like, am I paranoid? No, like this is how you handle paranoid. No, like, am I using the right dose? No, like let's guide you to the right products, the right strains, et cetera. Cause it's not easy. Like it's, Honestly, using cannabis for the first time, especially if you're doing it by yourself and like trying to treat a chronic illness, is as hard as trying to like not go to a doctor and try to like, I don't know, play Russian roulette with uh, uh, antidepressants, right? Like there's literally like 30 different antidepressant brands. You don't know what dose you need. You don't know if you'll respond to this one or this one or this one. And it's confusing. That's why you're working with a psychiatrist or a therapist, right? Like they're there to make sure you're safe and you're okay. Well, in the same way, you really need to be talking to a healthcare professional. And so um, one of the issues, however, is like, you know, uh, this is a new field. And there's also a lot of like, I, I would say like snake oil salesmen in this field too. Like there's a lot of companies where they're like, yep. my CBD is the best bro. Like, and they don't know anything about CBD. <laughs> they don't know about anything about healthcare. They sound like used yep. car salesmen because that's actually their day job. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, and- I know I've run into that. That That's one of the things that kind of turned me off to um, doing yeah. some research. I, I got hooked up with a company that, and I won't name names, but I got hooked yeah. up with a company that, you know, they had these professional athletes out there, which, okay, yes, I think professional athletes can benefit from CBD, of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons. But, you know, they had just, it wasn't, you know, and maybe their product weren't as true to, you know, what they were trying to accomplish. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think a couple of the other companies I've run into, they're like, you know, and I run into people that say, oh, my CBD just made me so tired. And when I, when I go to look, and these are, you know, clients of mine, and I go to look into and research their products, they're full of, like, melatonin and all these other things that aren't disclosed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? How does yeah. that shit, that's, that's not right. That's not cool, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to know what, you know, when people will take products, I try to tell them, I'm like, okay, just because it has CBD in it doesn't mean it's, like, going to be, like, God's gift or something like you have to see like sometimes there's food colorings that you might be allergic to like sometimes there might be things like if you're trying to take something to be wake you know awake and it's got melatonin in it it's going to put you to sleep so you have to make sure that again like what you're looking for in that product works um it's sort of funny that you mentioned athletes because athletes are amazing for I think for normalizing um the conversation around cannabis and CBD especially as an alternative for opioid uh, treatment, which, you know, everyone's in yeah. pain. So I really value um, what they've brought to the table. Um, there's been a lot of NFL, NBA players, MMA fighters. I was just on a panel with some um, athletes. Um, and one of the brands that I actually work with um, is called Real Wellness. Um, it's with NFL player Ricky Williams. Um, and mm-hmm. it's sort of funny because I ended up using one of his tinctures. So it's like I use a couple. I don't just use one brand. So like I use different products from different companies, right? Because they align with me. But his right. brand was really interesting because it uses CBD plus uh, Ayurvedic and Chinese herbs. So he formulated these. Like some of them help with blood flow. And I'm a pulmonary embolism survivor. So I've had a lot of blood clotting issues. Wow. So like for me, keeping my blood like flowing like <laughs> is, is really important. So I'm actually taking herbs that I wouldn't have normally taken except that they're in my CBD. Um, and it's been really helpful for me. So, you know, there are products out there that do really work um, that are with people that are, I think, have heart aligned companies. And that's where it's like... <laughs> There are companies out there making tons of money. Sometimes they're not doing it in your best interest or they're not treating their company right. I always, when I work with patients, I only help 
you know, recommend brands that I know work um, and then that are aligned, I think, with a better, like with a social mission to help like the world in general, right? It's like we get to choose who we put our dollars behind. And I think that in the CBD and cannabis world, we really need to make a conscious choice with our pocketbook about who we support. And we have the opportunity for real social change. I think when we support the companies that are doing good um, and are employing people that want to see the world be a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I love, I love so many things that you covered during the show. I've learned so much and I'm, I'm like completely in awe. Um, But as far as, and we have people in the chat talking about, you know, how it's helped them with their mental focus, maybe not so much um, just the CBD aspect for pain and, and things like that. Although it did help a little bit, you know, maybe they would need more of like the THC or THCA for, for Mm -hmm. more of what they needed. So maybe they didn't have professionally guided um, assistance, but what I love is that one thing that I have found, and, and I found this, I think, first in myself when I discovered it, kind of working on some things I needed to work on, was that I don't usually realize how much pain I'm in until, or you know, things I'm dealing with until I'm not dealing with them anymore. So CBD gives a lot of people this aspect of like, holy shit, like I was really in pain and I didn't realize it. So it gives you that mental break and really allows you to like focus. And you said that it allows you to focus like, oh my gosh. I was in a lot of pain and I was not eating right and I wasn't doing all these things. And that mental break on its own is just huge and it's like life changing. And I think that CBD is so awesome in the aspect that it can give you that and really nothing else can, Um, you know, that's not pharmaceutical. You know, I know like people like the mental break. I'm a big proponent of that. You know, if you need to sleep and you're not sleeping well, you need to be taking something that will help you sleep at least temporarily until you can train yourself to do so. Um, So, there's just so many great aspects about CBD that is just amazing. Absolutely. And I'm just, again, really happy uh, to, to always be able to talk to, um, you know, an odd, new audience about it and be able to share the science about it because it's so important. It is a really, really amazing substance and there is really hard science and really great anecdotal evidence for it working. But again, it's all about using it safely and using it in a way that's best for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I'm getting a lot in this in the the live chat as well. You know, a lot of people aren't allowed to do even CBD because it's got that point, you know, three percent of of the THC in it, and that's really sad. And I think, and then you know, maybe you could weigh in here. But you know, do you think that more states? I mean, like Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I go back home, they're like, I'm never gonna go to a doctor that, you know, recommends that weed and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, that's not even what it's about, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but they can do that now. They can, you know, they can kind of prescribe it, but I mean, will we start seeing more states now that Trump has signed that bill, you know, getting, being able to have CBD because the people are like, I want it so bad, but I can't have it. I want it so bad, but I can't have it. It almost feels like a supply and demand kind of thing at this point. Well, again, you know, it's about being able to purchase things online. And so, um, Altitude Products, um, which is a company that makes the Black Belt CBD and some of the other products that I've used, um, they actually have 0% THC in their products. Um, So from their drops to their creams, um, of course, you never have to worry about testing positive, you know, for THC if if your CBD cream has some THC in it. But um, there's no product in their line um, that has any THC in it. And so that's definitely um, 
one line that you can trust, um, it, especially if you're highly concerned about drug testing, whether it's for custody or for your job or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why um, it was created, so that people, no matter where they are, no matter what the legal status is, so they have access to this and that helps, you know, with their pain and anxiety. So, um, you know, that definitely you need to understand the labels. If you're looking for THC free, make sure. And not every single company can be trustworthy. Like there's definitely been some companies that are like, we don't have any THC in it. And they definitely do. So, you know, it's all about, uh, it's all about really, you know, making sure that you, the, the company that you're working with is um, legit. Don't trust everything you read online. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's such good advice. And everyone in my chat is like, oh, my gosh, this, you know, we can do so much with this information. And I really appreciate it. Um, I've been um, talking to them as we talk and just telling them they're asking the name of your book. And so I've given the link to your book and I'll put it in the description as well um, for everyone to go find you on Instagram and um, your, your website. I think that could help them a lot because you do virtual um, healthcare within that practice, right? Or are you also yeah, in person? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we actually don't have um, a local office. So everything that we do, um, I do some of the health coaching um, uh, when I am available, not traveling all over. Um, but we do have a team of coaches, uh, both here in the United States and in Canada, um, that are able to speak on cannabis for mental health and pain. Uh, we don't do pediatrics. So uh, for example, like we don't treat children with epilepsy. We definitely think that is um, something that should really be done by a doctor, um, a medical doctor. So, um, you know, for cancer um, cases, we also don't treat those. Um, we refer to oncologists and, and cannabis specialists and, and that space, but we feel very, very, very comfortable in our ability uh, to help people with chronic pain and mental health issues. I love that. So, I mean, a lot of people um, in this chat and in my audience can definitely benefit from, you know, going to your site and doing virtual healthcare because same with SoCal Natural Health, I was virtual for a while and um, I'm just now transitioning to getting back in office. And so most of my people and most of my audience are, you know, all across the United States. And so I think that's incredibly helpful. I mean, just a place where they can find information and where they're, they don't feel like, you know, stuffed full of things that aren't true or they're being told, you know, all the scare tactics, like we mentioned before, all the, you know, fear mongering that it's going to cause all these things to happen. That's just not true. So I think you're doing a, like a great job at pioneering this, um, you know, this, because I think that's kind of where we're going. We're going to have, you know, these functional medicine clinics, you're going to have CBD clinics and, and all. And I, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, we're able to keep it in such a way where we are recognizing quality work, like, you know, like you're doing in, in quality practices. Um, but, you know, I guess that's <laughs> this is a part of a part of it. Everyone wants a piece of the action. But I'm so glad that, you know, your information and that you exist so that you can, you know, set people right and just and, and give the right information. This call has been so informative to me <laughs> and I'm, I'm just loving it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate um, your time. Is there anything else that you would like to promote? Are you going to any events in any time soon? Or um, So one of the things that I didn't touch on, um, we actually have uh, the first course dedicated to educating uh, mothers and healthcare practitioners about cannabis and motherhood. And that's like the most controversial thing ever, but people are using CBD, right, or cannabis, and then they become pregnant. And then they're like, is this cream going to cause brain damage to my baby? <laughs> like, are I breastfeeding? Like, well, hitting this vape pen, like a week before I breastfeed, like, will that be an issue? Um, a lot mm -hmm. of people are concerned, you know, people don't 
there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, you'll read that yeah. cannabis will stop you from getting pregnant. And there's other people that are like, I couldn't get pregnant until I started smoking cannabis. So it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of confusion out there. And um, the fact that I worked in uh, brain development and I was working with women um, for the last seven years, uh, my institute was on cannabis and women's health. I've worked with a lot of uh, mothers of all stages and we really decided to uh, cut the stigma and provide something that was science-based so that people can be guided to make the right choice for them. Um, you know, we're neither pro or against mothers using cannabis. Uh, we're about harm reduction. So, um, you know, there's an appropriate way to use any substance safely during pregnancy. And for some mothers, that is cannabis or CBD. And okay. that, that, just to sh share with you guys, that is CannabisAndMotherhood.com. Okay, so we'll, we'll, I, I know I do have a lot of clients and even people in the audience that, um, you know, their their wives um, may be dealing with or even themselves dealing with, you know, they're breastfeeding, but, you know, they're having some issues with that. Um, and I think you might see this a lot in practice. Uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, postpartum <laughs> depression, you know, dealing a lot of a lot of women have postpartum depression and it it has very little to do with, you know, the. The, I guess the pregnancy and post-pregnancy itself, it has everything to do with now their body needs to rebalance and having these deficiencies mm -hmm. and, you know, the endocannabinoid deficiency and all of those things. And so I think that that could be a really great resource for them to have. So I'll definitely link that as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you for being my first guest and for your time. And maybe I can have you back on again very soon because I don't think this is a topic that's going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Perfect. We'll be round two. We can just jump right in. Thank you so much, Ashley. Definitely. All right. Have a great day. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was the longest show we've ever had. And I'm going to go ahead and cut it off now. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining, and thank you again to Dr. Michelle Ross. I will put all of her info in the description so you know where to find her and her work. I think CBD can be so beneficial for so many people for so many reasons, and I think she proves that. I think that you know, the work she's doing is a testament to everything that we can do with CBD. I certainly am more inspired to include it in my practice and for more of my people, so, um, you know, if you need more information, you can contact me, you can contact her. But thanks again for watching. I had so much fun. Thank you for the compliments. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it and you know making the show so great with your involvement. And I will see you guys um, next week. Same show, same time. I believe I have another guest. I do. I have another guest next week. So it'll be a good time. All right. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.